Hi, everybody. Welcome to our pop-up show with special guest, Miss Gray. Woo! <laughs> um, I'm here with Destiny. Hi. Jocelyn. Hello. America. Hi. Brandon. Hello. And Mr. Medina. What up, what up? Um, okay, so today I'm being punished, and they want me to go first. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to talk about the XFL, which, if you don't know, is the football spring league. Its first season was like in 2000, and it was very different. It was like a whole wrestling football thing. Um, it was founded by WWE's, um, we call it CEO, Vince McMahon, and it was like a huge thing at the time, except it wasn't, because um, it went under the very next season. So yeah, that was one season. So yeah, that happened like 2000. Fast forward 20 years later, the XFL 2.0 starts, and then COVID happened. COVID decided that was a convenient time to start up. So that league also failed because of COVID. And fast forward three years later, now I have the XFL 3.0 with the new owner, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And yeah, it has done pretty okay so far. It's averaging like 1.3 million viewers a week, I think, mm. which is actually a downgrade from three years ago, they're averaging like three million viewers a week. Um, but I don't think that's anything to do with the actual product. I think it's just the fact that it's on ESPN now, whereas three years ago it was on Fox, which has a larger, um, what do you call it? Audience. Audience, yeah. Viewer base. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Fox, you know, you just put it on the antenna, but you can't do that with ESPN. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the XML has been, it's been fun, I think. Very uh, average, but it's fun. It's fun average. You have all these dudes. Some of them have felonies. Some of them don't. <laughs> some, of them, some of them didn't get drafted to the NFL. Some of them did. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fun to watch. They have hot mics on coaches and players. So that, that's actually really cool. So, like, during the huddle, you can hear what they're saying, which is totally going to backfire on them. Like, eventually. That's going to that's that's go wrong eventually. <laughs> But for right now, it's cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know all the teams off the top of my head. Um, so right now, the teams are the St. Louis Battlehawks, the Arlington Renegades, the DC Defenders, the Houston Roughnecks, the Seattle Sea Dragons, San Antonio Brahmas, the Vegas Vipers, and Orlando Guardians. So yeah, personally, I'm a Battlehawks and Brahmas fan. Uh, yeah. What the Battlehawks quarterback, he's actually eligible for the NFL. However, his son didn't want him to play in the NFL. Or no, I'm sorry. His son likes to see him play, and if he was in the NFL, he wouldn't get any playing time. So he's going to the XFL. So that's like a cute story. Yeah. So That story came out, <clears throat> I think I saw that one on TikTok. And so I think he took like, what, like one point something million dollar cut from not going to the NFL yeah. just for his son. Yeah. Literally just for a son. That's so that's hashtag wholesome content right there. That's a very loving father. How, how do the salaries compare? Uh, it's very different. Oh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> the XFL. Let's see. Let me, let, me, let me look. I actually didn't see that. While he's looking that up, well, you know what I miss when it comes to like really exciting football is arena football. 
when El Paso had an arena football team, was it the El Paso Generals? It was insane. I had no idea that was a thing. Yeah. You're talking like huge hits, huge hits, like tackling out of like, so they had like the arena and everything, but they had like these massive walls, like big padded walls. You're talking people were just like getting like body slammed out of it. Like it was massive hits. Cause I think it was also a shortened field. I think it was only 50 yards. Mm-hmm. Why did they like disappear? It, they kind of disappeared. Kind of like the, how the El Paso buzzards disappeared. Like people just lost interest. Like we had the buzzards for hockey and then that kind of went away. And then you know how like with what, like double, like double A baseball, you get like this really dumb, stupid team sometimes. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, look, wait, you don't get to say anything about the Diablos because the Diablos are mine. That's okay. True. You got the Chihuahuas, okay? But... But like when the buzzards left, we ended up getting like the El Paso, like, I don't know, it was something dumb, the El Paso cow patties or something like that. (laughs) I remember that. It lasted for like a whole like two hours or something. And then the rise in popularity of arena football came and the generals were here. And so they were doing like active interviews and like tryouts and everything. There was a couple games. I never went to any, but I saw videos of them. But then boom, like it just disappeared and like El Paso had nothing for a while when it came to sports. Like, I think the, the Diablos at that point were already struggling. So 2009, is that when they were? Or the, the Generals, they ended in 2009? Mm-hmm. 2009. Yeah, that's when I started college. Where did they play? At the Coliseum. Oh, I had no idea these guys existed. And then, so we had, like, the cow patties, right? For, like, the <laughs> hockey team for, like, a hot two hours or something in the city. And then we finally have now, like, the El Paso Rhinos. Mm-hmm. And the El Paso Rhinos are doing absolutely phenomenal. I was an instant fan the first time I went. Like, if you've never been to a Rhinos game, you need to go. Yeah. I bought a, I literally bought a jersey the same night. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. The El Paso cow patties. <laughs> that was just like a one-off thing. Yeah. I thought you were making up nope. that name. No, <laughs> not at all. That's a real name. Okay. A real name. See, I tell the truth <laughs> and people just don't believe me sometimes. <laughs> I happen to they tell the truth the very truth often. <laughs> it was a one-off thing. It didn't last long at all. It was, I, it was one game, yeah. One game. <laughs> one game. Here from Stanley Q says, for one game in 2001, our Buzzards hockey team played under a different name. That was Cow Patties. <laughs> wow. I thought of that name. I was like, you know what? Cow Patties sounds so great for a team. I was actually pretty salty when... It was like, maybe it was like, right i was pretty salty when we found like when we found out what the name of the baseball team was going to be i actually didn't like the chihuahuas at first i was hoping for like i think one of them was the el paso like alligators or something and i thought that that made that made way more sense because we had the alligators downtown they had to choose like the worst dog ever and i was like (laughs) i was like hashtag wow this is racist but it's kind of grown on us huh it has it's like chico's grown on everybody yeah i mean my daughter loves chico so the only problem with the Chihuahuas is that they're the AAA affiliate of the Padres, and I hate the Padres. <laughs> so every time I go to a Chihuahuas game, I'm like, "Yo, Chihuahuas!" But then there's like this part of time it's like, "I can't be cheering." Should I be saying that? Right <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter because it's not like any of those players are going to go to the Padres because the Padres have traded away all their AAA talent. Sorry, but if you're a Padres fan, 
your guys' farm system sucks. <laughs> uh, this is why we get canceled each episode. You know what? They deserve it. Well, <laughs> they need to hear this. Okay, the Padres, they just spend all this money on these big players, but they never actually take the time to develop their players. I'm sorry, but signing Manny Machado to a 10-year contract? Really? Are you serious? <laughs> That's just not going to work, man. And then they sign you Darvish for six years. That's not going to work. He's going to be 42 as a pitcher. He's going to retire, or he's going to get injured before that. Ryan is triggered right now. It doesn't. It's so frustrating. I mean, <laughs> so, like, with that silver light, with like, let's put a silver lining to this, and just kind of like a little glimpse into my life. My so this is kind of cool. My wife's brother was the first El Paso to play for the Chihuahuas. That's cool. Wow. And then he went off to the major leagues. Not for the Padres. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. He played with like eight different teams, but my brother-in-law played, he played for the O's. No, the A's. The O's. He played for the, <laughs> he played for the A's and I, I always forget, but he, yeah, my, my brother-in-law's MLB. He was a pitcher, That's cool. but he was the first El Paso to play for the Chihuahuas. That's cool. Did you find the salary stuff? Oh yeah. So. When the whole thing first started, the players played, they were paid $800 a week for a five-week training camp. And then once they made the final roster, they signed a contract as a base salary of $59,000. Um, that is made up of a salary of $5,000 per game and a $1,000 win bonus. And there's also a benefits package reported to be worth as much as $20,000. Um, so yeah, so it'll be up to like $50,000. So. So not NFL nope. salary. No, that is not an NFL salary. But you know what? It's way above poverty too. Like so, yep. it's, it's a decent living as long as you don't get too injured and have a lot of. I, I hope their health benefits are better. <laughs> so it says it says here that NFL players earn eight hundred and thirty three percent more per week than XFL players. Eight hundred and thirty three percent more. And who knows that may change as it becomes more popular and maybe players are just willing to to try it to get get their name out there play the game they love and and maybe as it grows in popularity that's the thing i like about the xfl it's very um community-based i guess like the nfl is turned very corporate i think oh yeah like it's very it's probably good now like like you, you don't you don't feel the like a tie to to anything know, like when like that's what i like about the brahmas it's very san antonio like the teams are proud of that you know but like with every other team in the nfl like you just don't you don't feel there's, there's no culture, there's no culture. <laughs> so yeah so xfl started up and then the mls also started up um that was a pretty boring startup honestly um austin my team they lost that was sad to St. Louis, and they're a brand new team. And MLS is going to open up two other teams in San Diego and Las Vegas. That's a rumor, but yeah, so that's cool for them. Yeah, that's basically all I have about that. Awesome. Let's go next. I think America needs to go because I want to know okay. what this Project Willow <laughs> is because she got me. She got me a little freaked out when she was like, "Just wait." <laughs> and I was like, I'm asking what your what your topic is. Just wait. See, because it was too much to type. <laughs> so I'm talking about um, Project Willow. 
or Willow, the Willow Project. And I'm going to be reading off of something because it's like a lot of like numbers and information. Yeah. So the Willow Project is a major oil production plant produced by Coconut Phillips, something like that. Alaska's largest crude oil producer in the National Pro Problem Reserve, Alaska. So the Willow Project is a 30-year plan that will produce roughly 586 million barrels of oil along with 259 million metro tons of CO2. The project would consist of up to 250 oil wells, 37 miles of gravel roads, 386 miles of pipelines, air strips, and processing faculties. Constru construction itself would have determined effects on the species residing within the perimeters of the five locations. And the Willow Project will displays crucial arctic species and it's just basically talking about how like it have like a huge impact on like our environment and like it would basically affect a lot with like global warming in a way mm -hmm. and it's just it's really bad for like the environment but people are saying that it's good because it does bring like a lot of um jobs to like alaska and stuff like that and on another I was reading that even um, native leaders in like Alaska are agreeing to this project. Hmm. So it's very like controversial and it's gotten it. I only saw it like a couple days ago on TikTok. And so I read here that young voters have um, set on social media against proposal with the hashtag stop willow. A post have massive tens of millions of views, a, a petition to to stop the Willow Project and change.org has more than 85,000 signatures and continues to grow so far. That's insane for Alaska to be on board with something like that. Yeah. Because Alaska is very much like, don't mess with my territory. Yeah. Like for like conservation purposes, you know? Yeah. And they're, they're saying like it would grow the economy and like money would come in, but like at what cost when it like destroys our environment? It's like at what cost? Age old argument, right? Yeah. Like land over people, but people can't live without the land. Mm -hmm. Exactly, that's my thought process. Like, mm -hmm. if we can't like pr like protect our like earth, mm -hmm. what's the point of continue living on it if we're it's already so destroyed? Yeah, makes me think of that song, "Better to Burn Out Than Fade Away," because I feel like that's how we live in America. Mm -hmm. We're we're just gonna burn it out, <laughs> and and then we'll have to adapt, right? Because there won't be anything left, you know? So it's gonna be interesting to see how it plays out in the future. Um, I think it's good that we don't have to import oil and we have more control over prices, but it's like, we're not teaching Americans how to conserve. Mm -hmm. And so we can't expect them. That's been, it hasn't been a message that we've had mm -hmm. in this country for a long time, right? Yeah. Conservation. Um, yeah, it's what capitalism is almost anti-conservation. It would be great if we got better at doing both of those things. Mm -hmm. I think just people want more and more money. That's to me, that's what I see. This is what's always been about. Yeah, it's just money. Like I honestly think the only reason why America hasn't gone, why there aren't more electric cars, like why electric isn't the norm right now, mm -hmm. is because of money. Because I think um, it was like, well, we don't need oil anymore. That's like a whole market. It's, it's not going to work. Yeah. But then again, like, 
would that be so bad? I mean, we're already paying like, what, like, it's very expensive. I mean, in California, it's like six dollars for gas. It yeah. is literally. I mean, well, then you have the whole United States infrastructure. So if you know about the highways in the United States and how they were designed, and we we romanticize cars mm -hmm. here, right? And so the driving experience, but an electric car, like I drive from here to Dallas several times a year. Electric cars not going to get me there, like yeah. unless I buy the most expensive Tesla, like. I'm gonna have to stop in Midland, charge up for I don't know how long, <laughs> and then you know what I mean. It's already a long mm -hmm. trip, so I can see why electric cars haven't, like for people who actually mm -hmm. travel, an electric car is not gonna do it. We're getting better. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. getting better, so maybe in a few years it'll be more realistic. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're just driving around El Paso, yes, electric car, perfectly fine. But if you're going on a road trip, yeah, not so much, right? And so we're kind of stuck. Um, but I agree. I think we, at some point, we'll just be electric cars and the technology will be there to support that. I love mm. these talks. Like, because <laughs> I'm a biologist and I'm all about the conservation and the nature, but I also understand human nature because mm -hmm. I'm a biologist. And like, if we don't teach our children, we don't teach each other. Yeah. Right. Then we're, we're just going to be consumers and that's how we grow up. And we want the stuff. And I don't even think it's the money, it's the stuff that money can buy. Mm -hmm. And social media has only made it worse, that wanting of stuff. Yeah. Big time. That. And I see it in myself because I don't care about shopping for clothes until I see something and I'm like, hmm, I wouldn't have thought I wanted that, but now that I see it, I want it. Yeah. You know? Interesting. So yeah, that's been happening, but it's very like, to me, it's really weird that not more people know about it. Hmm. Like I found it really weird that you didn't know about it. Nope. Well, and there's probably a reason for that, yeah. right? Because a lot of people don't want it, right? Because of the environmental devastation that's bound to occur, right? Yeah. Um, so they're probably trying to keep it a little bit more hush, hush. Yeah, that's how they've been working with it. It's I think it's been in the works for a really long time, ever since like um, Trump, like around like Trump's mm -hmm. end of like his presidency. Mm -hmm. So like it's been in the works for a while. I just hope that whatever jobs it does produce, that it's offered to native Alaskans. Yeah. Because from a mental health perspective, just because my background is psychology and mental health, there's tons of like documentaries about just how bad and impoverished some people are in Alaska because of how far they are from mainland. Mm -hmm. Like they like the alcoholism is rampant in Alaska especially in the most like secluded regions where I'm sure like drilling would probably take place. Yeah. So hopefully if this does go through, hopefully they offer jobs there first. So that way it pulls out a whole demographic of people from just throwing away money, yeah. you know? And that's one of their pros that they're saying. Yeah. Interesting. Project Willow. See, so I look it up and there's like all these articles, but you know, when you look at me now, there's like usually like, like a uh, little box that just gives you straight up what the answer is. Yeah. That's not there. Like, yeah. I, that's, I mean, to be okay, like, I don't mind reading, but if it's not there, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this would be too much. I, have to. I think that's why, too, like, they don't give you, like, the straight up answer because they know, like, like, they know it's bad, but they want, like, money. Right. Basically. And people just want the answer right there and they won't put any effort to, like, reading an entire article. 
another thing that I'm curious about, like, what did the actual Alaskans think about that? Yeah. We're, like, very far from Alaska. We have no idea what it's like. So, I mean, how would this affect the people that actually live there? Mm-hmm. I think, like, just, like, with our stuff, like, with the border stuff, we have people from, like, I don't know, Maine talking about it, like, you guys don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. We're the, actually, we're the ones being affected. But then we always have these other people speaking for us. Yeah. So I wonder what the Alaskans actually think of this. I mean, is them being affected after all? Cool. Love it. Joss, you're up. Okay, so I'm doing the the case on where Alex murdered. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, was found guilty for murdering both his son and his wife. And um, I had read that he was like upset because no, the wife got upset because the bills were like unpaid, or like he wasn't paying like stuff, I guess. And I guess he got upset. And then um, um, he he was telling the judge like, oh no, like I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, like I love my family way too much, um, just like he would never hurt his son, I guess. And then um, I had read too. Um, let me see. Oh, it was, um, he used a rifle to kill his wife and a shotgun, a shotgun to kill his son. Have they, um, they him or anything? Yeah, it was, um, two life terms for double murder. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Like, yeah. it's your own father, your own right. husband. I mean, I, I haven't tried to pay too much attention to it, but I have because it's on the news, right? So mm-hmm. you see stuff. And, and it's like he, he, he admitted what a liar he was, not that it was, there was any doubt that he had lied about a whole bunch of other stuff in the past, which, you know, no matter how good of an attorney you have, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to believe somebody who you know is a liar and then admits he's a liar. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling the truth about this! <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video yesterday of OJ, OJ Simpson. <laughs> uh, he was talking about it. He's like, "Well, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified enough to say this." I'm like, "Well, kind of are. <laughs> yeah, I think I have some qualification." <laughs> wow, OJ weighing it. I was on YouTube and I was like, "OJ Simpson talked about Alex Murdoch trial." I was like, "Oh, I got to see this." <laughs> it's like the juice speaks. <laughs> He just OJ keeps digging himself to a bigger hole <laughs> every single day. Yeah, every day he he can't stop. I don't understand. I'm like, dude. First of all, we already know you did it. So, I mean, stop. Second of all, even if we didn't, I mean, stop, man. <laughs> Luckily, you can't. There's double jeopardy, right? You can't mm. be tried twice. Nope. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. So is, did it say if he was going to appeal? Mm. I assume he will. Apparently he's financially able to afford it. Not sure. Well, that's weird since he was like so backed up with like bills. Mm. Well, and maybe his stuff was frozen too, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming he'll appeal it. 
probably will. I mean, it doesn't, I can't find anything here, but it probably will. Yeah. And it doesn't sound he would want to be, like, guilty. I don't think most people want to be guilty of murder. It's not something that you can scrub clean very easily. But, I mean, if you did it, you did it. True. Sure. It's like, you use a shotgun, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he was willing to lie this far, mm -hmm. is he just going to lay down now and take the sentence? Probably not. No. No. He'll fight it. He'll be in the news again. Yeah. So I didn't hear about this until like I was obviously like scrolling through TikTok. I kind of heard about it, but then like it kind of just like blew off. But apparently TikTok wants to put like a screen time limit mm -hmm. for people who are under 18 yeah. on the app. And I'm I'm not gonna lie, I'm on TikTok for like if I'm not if I don't have anything to do, I will be on TikTok for like two hours just <laughs> scrolling. Yeah. Like imagine how why would you put a time limit? I mean I kinda get it. It's very addictive. It, it is, is very like a year ago, I didn't have TikTok yet. I was like, man, this is whack. <laughs> I still don't have a TikTok. Like, I know. There's no way people are on here for five hours a day just looking at these videos. And here I am a year later. Like right now, I'm, I'm like, business here, just take it out and like, I think it's a good thing too because like we're all on TikTok for hours on end and sometimes like it stops us from doing things in the real world. Mm -hmm. I think people are just too glued on to their phones at times. And I also heard that Biden the bill passed to for Biden to like ban TikTok. Oh yeah, I heard that too. But that's only on government devices, right? I think so. Yeah. It's it's government right. devices within thirty days. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. I wouldn't want like my senator to be on TikTok. <laughs> uh, but i think it's like the because I mean, we don't need five-year-olds being on tiktok oh, no, all yeah. the freaking okay, time yeah, i yeah. understand like five-year-olds what do you think the age limit should be like if we're gonna put a ban like on how much time you could spend and how would that be enforced like for real yeah people lie about their age all the time i yeah. mean yeah. i've been doing it for the longest I'm like time a 30 year old man <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 29 and like Facebook. Like, <laughs> um, and then you start to get into that argument is when when do kids get self up at what age oh, that's, are we going to I allow? think the youngest I've seen was like seven. Seven? Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Dang. There's elementary kids. Well, yeah. There's like it's everywhere. Well, it's one thing to have a tablet because even my little three-year-old granddaughter can work a tablet. Like, yeah. I mean, a yeah. tablet is okay. I mean, I was an iPad kid. <laughs> and, and, and again, I think that's easier to limit. If, if you're a parent, it's easier to limit that a tablet than it is yeah. to limit a cell phone. My yeah. daughter's getting a beeper. <laughs> She's getting the straight beeper. Do they sell big beepers? Oh, I'll, I'll get one on Amazon. <laughs> I'm going to get one on I'll get one on the black market somehow. <laughs> you know what? You just need the life alert. Ex yeah, exactly. <laughs> like the life alert. Exactly. Yeah. It's a homing device. 
I think the whole loophole with this whole TikTok thing, though, is like it's after the first hour, it'll shut you out. But then you have to put in a passcode. So if you know this passcode, I mean, what's the that's yeah. I mean, there, I'm it's not I'm like, not hearing clear language as to like this whole passcode thing, because obviously they're putting it within your still power. It's just like putting screen time on your kid's phone. If you know the passcode, you just put it in, you put more time. Yeah, I think for children, that's a really good thing. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah. When it goes past, like, people that are, like, 17, and we're, like, what's the point? Yeah. I think once you're, like, 12, I think that's when... I didn't, I didn't get a phone until I was 10, maybe 10, 11. Yeah, oh. I was in fifth grade. So... Dang. You guys are spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I couldn't even use it in school, because they took the... Call it SIM card thingy out. <laughs> so that was I a dead phone, dude. I could literally only use it at home. And even then, like, uh, I, mean, I, could, I, I couldn't do anything. The only thing I could do on my phone was just call. And even then, they didn't pay it for like half a year. So I was like, what's the point of having this? I can't do anything with it. I think the first phone I got that was like, because that was that phone that I had in fifth grade was like, I mean, my sister's phone. So we had to share a phone, first of all. I didn't get my own phone until I was like in seventh grade. Um, so, yeah, we're coming up on 30, so I'm going to stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't get a phone until, like, yeah, like, in seventh grade. And, yeah, the thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe I did have a lot of restrictions. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't have that many restrictions. Now that I think about it, yeah. I do a lot of stuff. I got my phone in sixth grade, and it was just a legit phone, and it was good. Sixth yeah. grade? Yeah, sixth grade. You guys are all over here sounding all privileged and everything. Yeah. I didn't get to hold my mom's cell phone, which was a Nokia. <laughs> I didn't get to hold that phone until I was a freshman in high school. <laughs> but having to buy my ringtones for 99 cents. Dang. I remember having when, that. When I had to tell my friends, hey, don't call me until 9 p.m. Because <laughs> minutes were free. <laughs> now it's like unlimited. Like, so... No, it's unlimited. But I don't see the necess- like kids needing a phone, like yeah. as the like as it's so normalized today. Because oh, like when no. you're a kid, you should be going outside and doing fun stuff. Not Especially like- not no 14 Pro Maxes. Yeah, I, see, yeah. I didn't put it off the snowball. Thanks, Ryan. At least I didn't realize it like 10 minutes into the. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, right? I was like, you didn't get any of it. <laughs> Are we back on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Just leave it alone. So, Brandon, you want to go now? So, I found an, an article about how there's been a recent um, study by from the University of Chicago of the, their deep earthquakes, um, like around um, Fuji, that's where they found it. Um, that suggests surprisingly fluid rock um, within the meteor. And it can kind of tell us about um, more about the mantle, because the articles that I found this was um, disgusting, discussing how, you know, we don't really know much about the mantle. Um, there hasn't been, like, thorough research. Where you, like, so, you know, this, they're hoping that this could get a better understanding about how it works. Um, and they mentioned um, how this 
can kind of show implications for how Earth transports heat cycles and mixes materials between the crust and core. So kind of like the process, um, yeah, of how it works. Um, and it's really about much discussed. So where is the mantle? Because I kind of haven't, I kind of forgot about the first layer in like third grade. <laughs> so I know it's somewhere. Is in it between like... the, it's in between the crust and the core. The liquidy lava part, right? So that'd be pretty significant if you can learn more about that, right? As far mm -hmm. as I know, we really haven't needed, we went, we tried to go deep one time. I think the Russians tried to, and then their stuff melted. So. Dang. This would help us significantly, I think, right? Yeah. So are, are these micro-earthquakes? Um, or they, can people feel them? It says it has a magnitude of 8.2 when they found near Fiji that they used for the research. So. Oh, I don't know why I heard Chicago. Oh, that's the um, where like, the source is. University oh, okay. They, okay, yeah. my bad. So all this was happening in Japan, but the Chicago University are the ones that are actually um, studying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it's by um, a geophysicist from the University of Chicago. But, that's actually pretty cool, I think. So, how does a man? What do we know about the mantle right now? Like, why is this so important? Like, uh, so it mentions how. Uh, um, Um, we mentioned how like we don't really know much about how fast the mantle flows um, because of the influences of evolution. Um, uh, their current understanding is like very limited. Includes a lot of like assumptions based on assumptions. Um, yeah. So it's like they don't know. They're just like educated yeah. guesses or something. Kind like of that. yeah. Like, um, like this whole like Middle Earth kind of stuff is kind of exactly how limited knowledge we are about like oh the ocean. Yeah. Which I think more money should be thrown into the ocean, like exploring and mapping the ocean. Yes. I think that'd be cool. Like, I don't understand. I mean, <clears throat> we're talking the space race has been going on since like what the fifties, mm -hmm. since yeah. what Kennedy, right? Mm -hmm. He was the one who initiated it. So I mean, man, the fifth like since the fifties. We could have been like charting most of the ocean at least by now, especially like the Mariana Trench, like the deepest area of the ocean. That's why I don't like discard the idea of like mermaids or like big mon sea monsters because like yeah. we don't know like exactly. most of the ocean. <laughs> the ocean is huge. One of these days, someone's gonna go down to the ocean right over and just do a quick little ex exploration. They're gonna find like the skeleton of like the crappie or something. <laughs> I mean. It's gonna happen, man. Like, we just don't know anything. Yeah. Like, we should like we should hold this all to like another episode, and we should just do straight conspiracy theories about the ocean. Because I mean, like, there's been like conspiracy theories about like people like finding like the firmament in the bottom of the ocean, where like it's a completely different livable area. That's crazy. Like, um, what is it? I, I keep saying Babylon, but it's not. It's, Atlantis? Yes. 
Atlantis or someplace uh, like that. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, for so, yeah. is like the so-called mo- I don't know the monster's name, but I know that um, it's a monster in the ocean that only God could kill, and that's like to me that's so creepy. Hmm. That's so just, weird. I'm like, oh, like how does that live there? <laughs> <laughs> it creeps me out. What is it called? Uh, thassophobia or thalassophobia? Yeah, the fear of the ocean. Yeah. I went to the beach one time. I was so terrified. I saw seaweed and I ran. (laughs) (laughs) All the things that like freak me out are like the little things in under the sand that like pop up or I don't know. Yeah. Are there crabs or something like that? Like, or aren't they called like sea fleas or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Those are. I was wearing sandals the entire time I was on the beach. (laughs) In the water, I had sandals on. I was like, I'm so scared. Well, I mean, that's kind of probably good. You never know. Yeah. Need your water socks. There's this one website. I can't remember what it's called. But it's, it's really cool. I, I looked it up one time. I was like, I'm I was bored in class, so I just thought like websites to visit when you're bored. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was one of them, and it's so cool because you can actually. It's like it starts off like at the top of the like your screen starts at like sea level, right? Mm-hmm. And the more you scroll down, the deeper you go in the ocean. Yeah, it's cool to show you like it'll tell you like where you are. What animals live there? Hmm. It's just really cool. See, the ocean creeps me out, but I love videos of the ocean because I'm not going to go down there. I don't exactly. want to scuba dive. I need oxygen all around my head. <laughs> um, but I like to see it because I'm a biologist. And I want to. Those are my favorite kind of nature shows to watch is when they're diving and shooting like the coral reefs and all that kind of stuff. So cool. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. See, and this is why you need a TikTok to look these things up. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, got, I got nature channel. Like, <laughs> I'm all right. It's like you put in like, like thassophobia and TikTok mm-hmm. and like you, that's just pure nightmare fuel. Uh, pure nightmare fuel. So now I know what not to look up on TikTok. So now we know what to send Destiny. No. <laughs> it's just the creatures. It's not the ocean in general. Like the ocean is very pretty, but the creatures in them, I'm like, Get away from me. Yeah, I want to touch you. Yeah, like just stay in the water <laughs> and I'll stay here. <laughs> it's the unknown. I think it's that fear of the unknown and like if you're swimming around and you can't see, it's the fear of heads above the water, you can't exactly. see what's touching you. Yeah. <laughs> Shark can just like eat me. <laughs> I'm gone. That's one thing I always hate whenever I like go to California because my family would go to the beach, right? I don't like swimming in the first place. Uh, I, just, I, just, I don't know. I just like swimming. But, you know, I'm going to the beach and then I feel like seaweed grazed my ankle. <laughs> that felt really gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't like that. I like to wade. I like to wade. Mm-hmm. Just get my feet wet. That's yeah. I just sit there. Cool with that. I like the crabs. Mm-hmm. I like trying to catch crabs. It's very dangerous now that I think about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, go, just... I go up to like, my cousin, I'm like, hey, look at this little one. So, have you ever gotten like pinched by one of them? I mean, most of the time they just they just like, all right, we're moving now. (laughs) Yeah, they're not, you know, for a human that probably wouldn't hurt you that much. I I didn't put it back where I found it. You just grab it. Just just call call it. Hey, Aya, look at this. I would just cry. (laughs) (laughs) My uncle, he'll he'll, like put his hand in the, like stick his hands in the. What's that? Sand. <laughs> you forgot the word sand. <laughs> so just like do his hand under, and then the wave will pass by. 
they'll go back out and then they'll be like he'll lift it up and there's like a bunch of little crabs like, oh that's kind of gross but that's cool <laughs> that's like what you're walking on <laughs> i think the ocean's cool but you can't pay me to actually like go on it Cruises scare me. Really? I've always yeah. wanted to try that. I have not. I going on my first time. cruise this summer. <gasps> there we go. We're going to Alaska. Oh, the last I'm not a cruise, cruise kind of person, but Alaska, <coughs> you know. And then you can see all the glaciers and cool stuff, and, mm-hmm. and you can do the short excursions and hike. And because I love animals, I want to see the moose and the bear and the what's the plural of moose? 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 Mooses? Just moose. It's moose. What's a what's a pack of moose called? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> A murder. Murder? A pack of moose. That's called a nope. A nope. <laughs> I thought it was a joke there, but I'm not getting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I... The only cor- correct plural of moose is moose. Okay, there you go. Pack of moose. Pack of moose. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to seeing, like, seeing some animals, like cool animals in the last. Um, so I'm willing to do the cruise for that, and I'll report back on <clears throat> <laughs> if, if cruises are going to be a thing for me because it creeps me out to be like outside like out of sight of shore like yep. i don't want to be that far out <laughs> yep. i don't know why i think i might swim to shore if i could see it <laughs> but i watched titanic i was obsessed with titanic when i was a kid like when i was like six years old i watched that movie a million times i watched so many youtube videos about the titanic I drew a million pictures of Titanic. <laughs> My aunt still has one of them in her room. It's terrible. It makes no sense. And I, I, she said I drew at least a hundred, and they were all exactly the same. There's never any difference. <laughs> it was always the same thing. But yeah, I watched Titanic, and now I'm like, oh, you guys are gonna go on a cruise? That's cool. I hope you have fun, but please don't invite me. <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of curious, honestly, how it's gonna be, because I honestly uh, I'm around people all day, every day, mm-hmm. and usually my free time I don't choose to be like around that many people all at one time. Like I prefer to be by myself or with a small group of friends. But you know, yeah, because you just get tired of people sometimes. It's like too much. That's another reason I don't have TikTok. It's like, uh, I teach high school. Like, I go to, I don't teach, but I work at high school. Like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with the stuff. Like, so, yeah, I'm kind of curious how I'll be confined to a space with all those people. Like, for a week. It's a week long. Now you have just completely ruled out the idea of the possibility of me everyone on a cruise. There are shorter ones. There are shorter ones. It's kind of cool to do a cruise of a bay for a couple hours. Try, start small, because I've done a few of those. Actually, when I was in college, we um, we were in Corpus, I think, um, and we did a re- we were on a research vessel, and you know they tr- they'll troll with a big net mm. behind and like just dump all the creatures that they pick up, and that was pretty cool, like to see all the different jellyfish and fish and crabs and stuff. Like that's pretty. So start small, <laughs> and then maybe. So we'll see. Well, I think it's Medina's turn. It is Medina's turn. I got five minutes for mine. Yes, you do. I got five minutes because we 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 talked okay. today, guys. Yes. Okay, so mine's more corporate than what I'm usually. I usually do something creepy with like AI or genetics. This one's a little bit more corporate, but I like it because it does affect some aspects of life. And lately, in the news, what's been going on 
is how jobs are, how people were applying for jobs. They're looking a lot for remote jobs. And now these jobs are starting to get the title of remote changed to hybrid. And so one business that's doing that now is USAA, which is a bank. Um, specifically tied to more like the military persuasion that use it. And so now what's happening is that people who applied for jobs and got jobs with USAA as completely 100% remote, like they could work at home and everything. If they live within six, was it? If they live within, there was a specific number, uh, 60 miles. If they live within 60 miles of an actual physical location, they are now considered hybrid. And now they have to return to office three days out of the week. And that is kind of insane because people now are specifically looking for remote jobs more than ever before, because now everyone's had that taste of uh, work from home. And technically, my mom is working hybrid. Really? Yeah, she works two days in uh, remote at our house. And that's how my wife works, too. She works three days out of the week at home, and then she's at the office twice. And the office that she works at is like the biggest one in the area because she works downtown at the Wells Fargo building. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, but it's ridiculous too, because some of these like hybrid things, they're turning into like this, oh yeah, we need like maybe like three people at the office just to keep it open. And it's not like a massive amount of people. Like there are even some like, uh, like businesses who have like water coolers, mm -hmm. they're starting to run the numbers on people who are actually returning to the office based on how frequently an office is requesting to refill water. <laughs> and like the whole, like the idea of like water cooler talk, like hanging out with like your coworkers and everything has like started to plummet because people are now figuring out the jobs that will give them hybrid opportunities. Wow. And it's also starting to cause a little bit of problems with let's say more urban affluent places because now that people are working from home, they're not spending money on gas and they're not spending money eating out anymore because they're just staying at home. And so everyone's kind of like, you guys kind of need to come back to work. And they're just like, I'm not going to, Buster. <laughs> I'm not going to. Very interesting. Like, you, you, you can't take this away from me. Well, we, I think we've definitely felt that even at schools. Like, mm -hmm. kids are back in the building physically. Yeah. <laughs> but mentally... No, they're still at home. Spiritually, are they engaged? No. no. <laughs> I don't even we think know so that's true. Are. And so teachers have to work harder or yeah. be, work different, you know, to, to re-engage students yep. who would rather be at home in front of their computer. Yeah. But I have to go to lunch duty. <laughs> I enjoyed it, guys. Well, thank you for being our guest, Miss Gray. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And we'll talk about a postcard. Awesome. <laughs> So you get to choose your days or is it like you have to go to work? On well, I mean, for my wife, she actually can like, I forgot how frequently it is, but she can make her schedule and then they go and like review it to see if it works. Mm -hmm. And then they can, they'll send it back to her and like, yeah, okay, this works. That's cool. That's all the time we have for today. Yeah. yeah we took it all the way up to the bell. Yes, we did. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, are we doing another March show or is this our March show? Okay. This is just a pop up. This is just a pop up. So, so is our actual our actual show will will be for real for real at the end of March mm -hmm. after break. Well, uh, tune in for that, guys. Um, yeah, say bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, bye everyone. <laughs> All right. uh, yeah. Bye.